You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. Amen, amen. Well, welcome to Bridges Nashville. I'm Adonis Lindsay. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you guys so much for coming out to hang out with us today. You can be seated in the house. We're going to have a good time in Jesus' name. Y'all give it up for the worship team. Today, full worship team in the house. Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Come on. And do, do this for me real quick, guys. I, I just want to say thank you to all those, once again, that have come out today. And, and even want to acknowledge all the families with children. You know, I've, we've got our children here. And uh, for just hanging out with us until we get our children's program going. But y'all give our children a hand clap. They're in the room with us today. Excited about that. And uh, I was excited that one of them was excited to see me. He walked in, and he's like, hey, pastor. So made me feel good. So I feel good. I feel like preaching today. Amen. Amen. But uh, I know we got many people out on vacation as well. I know they're watching right now. Joseph and Norma Leos, give them a hand clap. Joseph would normally be here running cameras and everything. And uh, I've got my children back there on the camera. So. I told my son, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go left and right. I'm putting them to work. I mean, you know, it's okay to put them to work for Jesus. Amen? Now, the only problem, they're going to be asking me for a paycheck pretty soon. <laughs> but thank you guys for running the camera as well. Give it up for our sound and lighting crew up there. Come on, give it up for Luke and Noah. I always like to acknowledge even those that are behind the scenes. I mean, no, this stuff doesn't just happen on its own. Amen? You don't just walk into a room and there's words and pictures on the screen. That just doesn't happen on its own. You don't just walk into a service and sound equipment. It didn't just jump up here on its own. Amen? Uh, what to God, it would be awesome if you could push a button and it just jumped up here, right? Uh, devil free, you know? Sometimes you got to cast the devil out of sound equipment to get it working right. And, uh, but we're just so thankful, guys, that, you know, we see the blessing. The blessing is we're here. Amen? I said, the blessing is we are here in the house of God, and the blessing is that we are still alive today, and God is still on the throne. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to continue on, guys. I've been having a lot of fun uh, doing this uh, series, Stories of Faith, and just, you know, people are contacting me all the time and just saying how that word really encouraged them and and boosted their faith, and this is what this series is all about. We got to be people of faith. Amen? Amen. So many times we can go through the world and we see things happen and our faith can be shaken, but I'm here to tell you uh, that when you put your trust in God, everybody say God. God. Come on, say it like you're a preacher. God. God. Put your trust in God, you'll never be disappointed, okay? So today's uh, message is titled, Against All Odds, Against All Odds. Have you ever felt, this is where we can be honest with one another, have you ever felt like uh, you were believing for something to happen, but... You felt like all the odds were against you. You felt like, man, how can this even happen? Is it possible? Uh, or uh, people were talking negative into your situation, and it just felt like you were just praying up against a brick wall. Felt like your prayers weren't even getting to God, and you just kind of felt like all the odds were against you. But that's, I believe God loves those setups, amen? Because when all odds are against you, when God brings a miracle, you can't take credit for it. Amen? And because God doesn't want to share credit. 
He doesn't want you taking the glory from it. He doesn't want you saying, well, it was because of my education or it was because of my skills or it was because of my uh, charisma. No, 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 no. God will let all the odds stack up against you so that he can show out. So that when the miracle is performed and happened, you'll have no other alternative but to say, to God be the glory. Amen? So we're going to jump in Mark chapter 5. And when I start reading this, you, you'll find that we've been here before in this series. And so I, I'm really excited about this because I get to tie in two messages in one. So uh, Mark chapter 5, starting with the verse 21, we're going to jump in. Uh, this is where Jesus uh, is doing what Jesus does. Uh, he's doing miracles. And somebody comes up to him. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat, to the other side. A great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. Everybody say Jairus. Jairus. Now, our, our children here, we, uh, we, uh, we got them a little word search puzzle, so I'm going to say that one more time. Jairus. Jairus uh, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Now, this is uh, the ruler uh, of the synagogue coming up. And he says, hey, hey, Jesus, my little daughter, she's been sick for a long time. She's at the point of dying. But if you come lay your hands on her, I know she will be healed and she will live. Verse 24, so Jesus went with him. I'm going to say that again. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, now wouldn't that be awesome if you could pray right now and say, say Jesus, I'm faced with this, this situation. I need your help. And Jesus say, okay, and he just magically appears by your side. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't you feel like there was nothing that was going to come against you? If Jesus is walking with you, I mean, you've got... You've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's walking with you on the way to do what you've asked him to do. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were Jairus, I'd have been thinking about a hundred other things I wanted him to do. Come on. I'm going to take advantage. I've got Jesus with me. Y'all looking at me like you wouldn't be do that because y'all are all sanctified, but I'd be like, Jesus, can you bless my bank account? Come on. Can you give me that promotion? Come on. Yeah, y'all all sanctified, but y'all know what I'm talking about. You got Jesus walking with you, and, and he said he, he, he's on the way to do one miracle for you, and it's like, well, I got his attention. I might as well just throw everything in on him. Can you fix that situation at work? Come on, some of you would have been like, God, can you take care of that person who's been bugging me, who's been irritating me? Not take care in a bad way, but just fix them, make them happy, make them nicer. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, let's set the scene for Jairus. This is a man that had probably was at his wit's end. His little daughter was at the point of dying, meaning he probably nursed her and seen her, her health deteriorate. He was exhausted. His faith was low, amen? 
But he said, Jesus, if you just come with me, lay your hands on her, I know she will be healed. Jesus said, okay, let's go. So in that moment, faith is rising. Things are going his way again. He's almost at the point where he's going to see his daughter healed. And then all of a sudden, everybody say all of a sudden. Isn't it something how those all of a sudden moments just come out of nowhere? All of a sudden, car breaks down. All of a sudden, AC goes out in the middle of summer. I mean, no, that's the devil right there. But all of those all of a sudden things that just happen, we're going to learn that they may freak us out. They may uh, discourage us, but they do not discourage Jesus. An all of a sudden moment doesn't turn Jesus' world upside down. It doesn't send his world into chaos. When something blindsides us, it does not blindside God. I'm going to say that till I get it. When something blindsides us, it does not blindside God. God knew it was coming. We didn't, but he did. And as Jesus is walking with Jairus, there's a all of a sudden moment that happens. Now, we did this a while back. We talked about the woman with the issue of blood. Y'all remember that story? So in verse 25, this is after Jesus is, is going with Jairus. And I'll just recap this. Verse 25 says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. So it goes into that whole story where she came up and she did what? She touched the hem of his robe and he stood still and turned around and said, who touched me? Now this whole second miracle is going on. This woman received her healing, but Jesus is no longer walking with Jairus. Uh Uh-oh. He stopped to perform another miracle. Now he's talking to this woman because he said, who touched my clothes? Now, put yourself in the skin of Jairus. Wouldn't you be like, come on, Jesus, we got to get going. How do you think Jairus was feeling in that moment when Jesus stopped to perform another miracle for somebody else besides his daughter. And Jesus is taking time by trying to locate this person who touched him. You remember he said, who touched my clothes? His disciples was like, hey, what do you mean who touched you? All these people around you, this great multitude following you, and you ask who touched me? But he goes on, the woman finally came up and said, it was me, Lord. And Jesus said, woman, your faith has made you well. How was Jairus feeling in that moment? Have you ever seen somebody else get a miracle when you were still believing for yours? Think about Jairus. Was he happy for the woman or was he still concerned for his daughter? Jesus, what are you doing? Come, we got to... We got to go. My daughter is about to die. Jairus could have looked at this as a big distraction from the miracle that he was supposed to be receiving. Isn't it something because we are of this human flesh and we'll never get rid of this human flesh till we get to heaven. But God has to teach us and work with us, guys. When you're believing for a miracle... Don't be jealous or mad when somebody else gets a blessing before you do. 
Because we get in these moments where we're believing, and it's like, okay, God, you're blessing them, but what about me? That is where Jairus was. How do you react when you're waiting for that miracle? And you see somebody on Facebook post something that they just got a brand new car. Well, Lord, how are you going to bless them with a the brand new car? And here I am, been believing for a long time. See how jealousy can creep into our hearts, but this is... This is, this is that moment. This is that, this is that all of a sudden moment. And I believe Jesus is teaching Jairus a huge lesson. And let's, let's catch back up. Mark chapter 5, verse 35. This is after the woman got her miracle. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. And we get back to the story, him and Jairus again. Now, verse 35, while he was still speaking, this is Jesus still speaking to this woman, there came some from the ruler's house who said to Jairus, catch this, your daughter has died. Why bother and distress the teacher any further? Wow. Your daughter has died. Why bother and distress the teacher any further? In that moment, think about it. In that moment, Jairus was left standing still. He was on the way to a miracle, and all of a sudden, moment happened, and now somebody from his house is saying, Jairus, don't, don't bother Jesus, your daughter is dead. That's heavy, y'all. what they say? There's, there's no chance, Jairus. You've missed your moment. It's over. It's done. Your daughter is already dead. She's already dead. It's too late. Can you imagine what was going through Jairus' mind? Well, the woman got her miracle, but what about my daughter? The woman got her blessing, but what about my daughter? Was he secretly jealous? Was he angry at this moment? I don't know about you, but I probably would have been angry. Let's be real. I'd have been, I'd have been disappointed, been mad, been upset. Jesus, we were almost to the house and you stopped for this woman, but my daughter. And now people from my house are saying, hey, your daughter's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. But I love this. As we jump back into the scripture here, it's already on the screen, I believe. Verse 36. It says, overhearing but ignoring what they said. Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. Everybody say, keep on believing. Come on, say it like you mean it. Keep on believing. If you're online, keep on believing. Jesus, overhearing what the people said that came from Jairus' house. Overhearing it, but ignoring it. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus is setting... The prime example, when you're believing for a miracle, listen, you've got to shut your ears out to anything that's anti that miracle. You can't let anybody just speak to you. Jesus heard those words, but he ignored them. And he looked at Jairus in that moment. Can you imagine how Jairus' heart must have sank? All of his faith depleted. And Jesus simply said, don't be seized with alarm and struck with fear. What's he saying? Jairus, don't freak out. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. What's he saying? I'm still here. 
I'm still with you. Only keep on believing. Only keep on believing. And in that moment, now, now the situation has changed. Jairus says, he's not going home to a sick daughter. He's going home to a what? A dead daughter. But Jesus, hey, just keep on believing. Don't, don't freak out on me. I'm still with you. Just keep on believing. And as the story goes on, Jesus goes into the house and and uh, I love this in verse 37, and he permitted no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So Jesus is taking faith-filled people with him. Have you ever had a situation hit you knew you couldn't just tell everybody about it? You need some people who you knew were going to pray for you, people that were going to surround you, some people of faith. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and he walked into the house, and I love this, because he kicked everybody else out. Verse 39. And when he had gone in, he said to them, why do you make an uproar and weep? The little girl is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed and jeered at him, but he put them all out of the house. And taking the child's father and mother and those who were with him, he went in where the little girl was lying. I love this. He said, she's not dead. She's sleeping. They laughed at him. Jesus said, you don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here. He put him out. What is he doing? I believe when you've got Jesus on your side, you've got God with you. When you step into situations, I believe his presence removes the doubt. His presence keeps doubt out. Jesus is giving us this example. If we want our faith to stay strong, we've got to make sure we're keeping out the doubt. Keeping out people that are speaking something negative. Ignoring people that they could have good intent. Have you ever come across, sometimes as Christians, we can be the worst at this. We can, we can you know, have good intentions, but say the wrong things. Well, maybe the Lord didn't want you to have that. Or, or, or maybe, maybe, you, maybe there's something going on in your life that that's, that's why this, this tragedy has happened. Or maybe you opened up a door to the devil. You ever heard anybody tell you? We, we can say some, 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 some silly stuff as God's people. But Jesus is giving us that prime example. We got to keep the doubt out. Everybody say, keep the doubt out. We got to keep the doubt out. Jesus put them all out. And he went into the house with Peter, James, and John, and the, and the girl's father and mother. And I love this because if you don't keep the doubt out, if you don't detach from the doubt or negative people, your faith has an opportunity to be drained. And this is where we've got to understand. It's like, you know, you may like somebody or like their company, but pretty soon... Ask yourself, when I'm, when I'm hanging out with this person and when I walk away, where's my faith at? Is my faith at a high? Am I encouraged? Do I feel strong in the Lord? Or, or have I spent 30 minutes with this person and I walk away drained? You've got to ask yourself those questions. Jesus walked in, put everybody out, took in the right people because he was about to do something. Verse 41, gripping her firmly by the hand, he said to her, uh, I can't even pronounce that. Delita Kumai, which translated is, little girl, I say to you, arise from the sleep of death. And instantly, everybody say instantly. instantly. 
Instantly, the girl got up and started walking around, for she was 12 years old, and they were utterly astonished and overcome with amazement. Now, that story turned around like that. It went from, hey, Jairus, your daughter is dead. To instantly the girl got up, all because Jesus went on this path. Hey, Jairus, I know you just heard what they said, but I need you to ignore those words and just keep on believing. Don't freak out. How many know the enemy is always after your faith? He's after your faith. Jesus was trying to keep his faith at an all-time high. That's why when, when, when Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, I prayed for you because, because the enemy has desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith does not fail. Isn't it funny how we can be you know, going through life and something happened, and I said this earlier, maybe the car breaks down, the AC goes out, and we're like, oh man, y'all pray for me, the devil's after my car. No, he can't drive your car. My AC broke down in my house. Oh, the devil's after my house. He can't live in your house. Or you start having issues at work. Oh, y'all pray for me. The devil's after my job. He can't work your job. He's after your faith. Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith does not fail. So even when all these all of a sudden moments happen, our faith can stay high. We can ignore what we see. And still keep on believing. Jairus heard these words, your daughter's dead, and still had to keep on believing. I believe his faith was part of that miracle. It wasn't just Jesus walking in, but he needed Jairus' faith because he was the one that was believing for the miracle. And instantly the girl got up and started walking around. And everybody was astonished and overcome with amazement. And I believe the longer we walk with God and we get to know Jesus and we spend time with God, we walk through these situations to where we, we have, have these moments to all of a sudden, we don't freak out over things. We don't get discouraged anymore. We don't, we don't have these moments to where, oh God, everything is falling apart. No, we're going to keep on believing. Even in the midst of tragedy, we can keep on believing. Even in the midst where things don't seem to be like they're going to work out, we can keep on believing. Because if we keep on believing, how many know sooner or later we're going to get to the miracle? Amen? Things will turn our way. Things will, the tide will turn. God will bless us. God will work out a way. He'll turn the situation around. But we must stay strong in our faith. Amen? Is this helping anybody today? Y'all give me a hand clap if it's helping you. I'm not done yet. That's, that's probably like my first closing. Now, y'all know if you've been hanging out with me long enough, you know I got several. Okay? So, uh, <laughs> but as we think about this, a couple things I want you to take note of real quickly. Be careful who you're hanging around. If you're taking notes, write that down. Be careful who you are hanging around with because you want to make sure that, especially in the day we live in today, that you're at least spending some time with some strong Christian people that can build your faith. That's a must, guys. We got to have people around us that build our faith. So uh, watch who you're hanging around. The second one is make some decisions that are tough. Make some tough decisions. 
If you're hanging around people that are draining you, depleting your faith, you've got to make sure you've got to put some distance there. I'm not saying write them off, but Jesus, once again, the people that came from Jairus' house that said, hey, Jairus, your daughter's dead. He didn't take them into the house to do the miracle. Be careful who you're hanging around with. And the third thing I want to remind you guys, listen. Keep believing even when the odds are against you. Hear Jairus. Jesus, my daughter's about to die. She's at the point of dying. Come lay your hands on her. She'll be healed. Okay, Jesus went with him. Jairus, your daughter's dead. I mean, those odds just rose up against him. This is a different miracle now. He just said, hey, come lay your hands on her. She'll be made well. She'll be healed. Now it's like, oh, I have to believe God that she can be resurrected from the dead? That whole scenario just changed. But even in the midst of that, guys, we got to understand that there's nothing that's too difficult for God. Come on. There's nothing that is too difficult for God. We just got to keep on believing. We got to keep on believing. Even when we can't figure it out, we don't understand it, we've got to keep on believing. Amen? Because there's power in believing. Power in believing. I'm going to close with this story with my grandmother. How many guys are thankful for some praying grandmamas? Some of us wouldn't even be here today if we hadn't had those praying grandmamas that, that were the, the, the matriarchs of faith of our family. And I think about my grandmother, Old Thalee Temple. Uh, she was a uh, single mother. Her husband, my grandfather, died at a very early age, uh, 35 years of age, so I never met him. But she raised five kids on her own with God by her side. Amen. I mean, no, that takes God to, uh, to raise five kids. And she raised five kids on her own, but she was just a strong woman of faith, just a strong woman of faith. And, you know, I remember spending some summers with her, and, and, um, and I stayed with her. I just remember even in the like, late hours of the night, she'd be walking through the hallways just talking to God. Like she was very close to God. And so she'd walk through the hallways. I'd walk with her because I was scared, you know. I'm like, Mama, who are you talking to? She'd go, I'm talking to God. But she was just walking through talking to God. And, and uh, even when she was just sitting down, she'd always say, oh, Jesus, oh, God, oh, Jesus. And just a woman that loved God. And I remember some stories she was telling us, and there was one story in particular where she had hit a moment to where funds were low, money was tight, groceries were depleted, and she was believing God. Don, she said, I'm going to believe God for some, for some, for some groceries. And she prayed about it one night, and she woke up the next morning, and, and all she said was God told her to go to the kitchen. Everybody say Kitchen. This is going to bless you. Go to the kitchen. She grabbed the biggest pot she could. She filled it up with water. She put it on the stove. Turned on the pilot. Started boiling that water. No groceries in the house. But she walked through that house just praying. Kids came out. They're like, Mama, what you doing? Well, God said he's going to bring us some groceries. Mama, there's no groceries here. Can you imagine that? She's believing for something, but even her kids are saying, well, you're crazy. Well, what's, there's, there's no groceries. We've got nothing to boil in the water. She said, God told me to do this. 
I mean, no, obedience is up to you. The results are up to God. So she's standing in that living room just worshiping God, thanking God for bringing groceries. While the kids are sitting there wondering, okay, what, what's going on here? And all of a sudden, she said, just when it felt like nothing was going to happen, she heard a knock at the door. I mean, thank God for a knock at the door. In the midst of that time, in that moment, she's being obedient. God is, is telling her to do something. And this is, this is where our faith can be challenged, but this is where our faith can grow. If it was easy, anybody can do it. But when you're challenged and it's a struggle and you've got to force yourself, that's when, that's when faith begins to grow. I mean, she had to force herself to get out of bed and go to the kitchen, grab a pot, put water in it, and, and start to boil, knowing she didn't have any groceries in the house. It's not an easy task, but she's being obedient. She's walking through the living room praying. She finally heard a knock at the door. She opened up the door. It was, it was, it was a neighbor from way down the street. And I love what she said, what the neighbor said. She said, Miss Temple, I was... I was at the grocery store. I'd already bought my food, and, and I was headed out with the basket into the parking lot to unload my groceries, and all of a sudden, everybody say, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. She said, all of a sudden, something said, go back in there and get some groceries for Miss Temple, that all of a sudden moment. See, we started out, all of a sudden can be a negative thing, but how many know all of a sudden can be a positive thing as well? A neighbor said, all of a sudden, something just hit my spirit and said, go back in there and get some groceries for Miss Temple and take them to her. Now, I don't believe that that would never have happened if my grandmother had never gotten up. Grab the pot, put some water in it, put it on the stove, and start boiling that water. I believe in that moment when God saw her faith, he spoke to somebody clear across town that was about to get in their car and drive home with an all of a sudden moment. Hey, I need you to go back in that grocery store. How many know that took faith to turn around? Have you ever had God tell you to do something? And it's like, Lord, I'm, I'm about to go home now. What do you mean go back in there? God, I barely had enough money to pay for my own groceries. But you see, when, 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 when you're controlled by God, this is, this is, these are faith people. When you're controlled by God and you respond, and all of a sudden, she turned around, went back, got some groceries, took them to my grandmother. And when she delivered those groceries, right in time, for my, my grandmother is so funny. She, I wasn't there, but she's telling me the story. And she goes, baby, I, she had just what I needed for a pot of stew. Like, can you imagine? How I many nobody could orchestrate that but God? <laughs> nobody could orchestrate that but God. Groceries delivered while there's a pot of water boiling on the stove. I'm here to tell all of us and remind all of us today, whatever it is that, that God is stirring in you or you believing God for, it takes your movement. Amen? Yeah. you you, you got to put some feet to your faith and keep your faith encouraged by keeping out the doubt, making sure you're hanging around people of faith that will encourage you, inspire you, that will uplift you. And pretty soon, you'll, you'll begin to recognize those people that are anti your faith when they're going to start talking like, uh, there's no way God can do that. It's too late. You're, you're too old. It's too over. You're done with it. No. This is where you got to just get along with you and God, amen, and the right people for the right miracle. Amen?
this help anybody today? It helped me. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. That's my second closing. I'm going to close one more time. Then, then we'll be done. <laughs> Y'all know me by now. Somebody told me, Donald, you can preach for two hours. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to preach for two hours. But I want to remind all of us today, we serve an amazing God who still performs miracles every single day. We serve a God who will still use you and I today to, to be a miracle in somebody else's world and somebody else's life. That's why our faith is so important. It's easy to look around this world today and, and many people are losing their faith or, or deconstructing their faith. Well, I'm here to remind all of us, listen, this is a moment to build our faith. This is the moment to keep our faith engaged. This is a moment to keep our faith strong so that God can use us to do great and mighty things in this earth, so that we can be the person that's on the way to our car in the grocery store and God speaks to us to go do something for somebody else. Here at Bridges, we're talking about being a bridge. How I many know God will speak to you anywhere in your life, any given day, to be a bridge to somebody? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to be too busy? Are you going to, well, God, maybe, I don't think that's God telling me to do that. No, no, no. Don't talk yourself out of somebody else's miracle. Because God can put you in the right place at the right time. See, Jesus was in the right place at the right time. It may not be your timing, but it's God's timing. Amen? Think about Jairus. Wait a minute, Jesus, we're walking and we're going to heal my daughter, but you stopped now. You're talking to this woman. My daughter died. No, Jesus was still at the right place at the right time. See, when you're on God's assignment, you just never know the trickle effect that you're going to have. Jesus saw one woman be healed by just touching his robe while he was still on a mission to go heal somebody else. And on the way to heal her, she died. But it didn't shake his faith. He said, keep on believing. And I'm here to tell somebody today, I don't know who you are, but I believe God is reminding you and telling you, you got to keep on believing. Keep on believing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. God's miracle is still for you today. It's not too late. It's not over. I believe your best days are ahead of you if you keep your faith in God. Amen? Amen. This help anybody, it helped me. Let's stand to our feet today. Go ahead, give Jesus a round of applause. Come on, he's worthy of it. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.